Good evening, everyone. Welcome to episode 43 of the Ear Hustling Podcast. As usual, you know who's here. Eric actually showed up to work today. What's up, Eric? Not, hey, look, I show up for work every day. Now, regardless of how much work I do, that's a different story, but I show Total up. Total different story. Yeah. Actually, you, you have a better uh, attendance than, than I do on the show. Hey, you know what? It, it, it really don't matter, man. That's why we're a tag team. We hold it down. So if something happens, you know, to one of us, the other person uplifts that person. So, you know, for you, hey, man, you know, like I said, you know, you my brother. So whatever it is that I can do, you know, whether it's make you look good or make you look bad. I know you look bad most of the time, you know, when me and you are are, are, are doing our back and forth. But I mean, hey, you know. It's I was going to ask you, how could you possibly make me look any better than what I already look? But on that note, uh, we got a very, very good show planned for tonight. I'm not conceited at all. We have a very good show. Uh, we're in the final days of January. Honestly, can't believe we're a month into 2021 already. Um, but, of course, we are, are getting ready to celebrate another Black History Month. So we have a, a wonderful guest panel that's here today that we're about to bring on the screen right now. And what we're going to do is we're going to allow them to introduce themselves. And and they all are content creators just like us, Eric. So ladies first, Carletta, welcome to the show. Hello. Hi, everyone. My name is Carletta. I run Daily Black History Facts on Facebook and Instagram. I have a podcast called Chocolate Words on Anchor, and that's really it. <laughs> Thank you for having me. No problem. What's your podcast about? Well, it's just about my opinions <laughs> on different topics, and I do have a podcast partner. He joined on a little bit later, so we talk about everything, you know, if there's some hot topics for the week or conspiracies like tonight we're going to cover my thoughts about John McCain in Vietnam and how I feel that maybe he was part of the dope game in Vietnam but that's you know <laughs> interesting interesting when will that when will that episode be available it'll be available I'll edit it everything and it'll be available tomorrow and and my podcast partner former military he loves John McCain so he doesn't believe in John cocaine McCain theory like I do so you know <laughs> everyone loves a good nickname that's a that's an interesting <laughs> one well Carletta welcome to the show everyone please check out her daily black history facts on Facebook. I've not seen it on Instagram. It's it's a wealth of knowledge on Facebook. So please check that out. And Carletta, I look forward to checking out your your podcast as well. Brandon, uh, Brandon from uh, Florida. So we got two Brandons. Eric, you always do this. Okay, this ain't your fault. We always end up getting guests on the show with the same names, and it's like, who the heck are you calling on? So Brandon from Florida, welcome to the show, sir. Uh, thank you for having me. I want to start out real quick, though, and let everybody know I'm not from Florida. I live in Florida, but I ain't from Florida. So let's just start there. I'm from the Midwest. I'm from Ohio originally. So uh, thanks for having me on, though. I'm really excited to talk about this topic tonight. So, you know, I hate that you pointed out that you're from Ohio. That's a whole sore subject that we just kind of ha had a conversation on before. I'd much rather call you Brandon from Florida. That's going to keep me nice to you. So um, welcome anyway. <laughs> hey, we can be whatever we got to be. But uh, like I said, uh, Ohio is where I'm from, but I don't want to be represented by Florida. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not a Florida man. Come on now. All right. All right. You should be a Gator, man. I like you much better. <laughs> all right. Let's move on to the next Brandon. Brandon, welcome to the show, sir. Thank you for having us. I am part one of the two part Say When You Sing podcast. My, uh, my co-host is right over there. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you so much. No problem. And Zach, uh, we, we know you're Zach. Where are you guys from, <laughs> Zach and, and Brandon? Um, so originally I'm from Ohio. I'm in Michigan right now. So I know it's I've, I've switched teams, but still repping Ohio. Uh, and I'm currently living in Ohio, but I'm originally from Brooklyn, New York. All right. Awesome. Well, thanks, everyone, for joining. Uh, and, and Brandon, uh, starting nowhere, where can we find your podcast? I didn't ask that. 
Uh, yes, sir. Thanks for circling back. Uh, my primary platform is YouTube, uh, but I'm also on iTunes, Spotify, all the major podcast platforms. And my show is really just about having conversations about topics you may not normally get to talk about or topics you may know nothing about. So I try to go out and have a little bit of controversial topics. Uh, one of the episodes I'm really excited about that I got coming up in the month of February, I actually interviewed a police officer the day of or the day after, I forget which, that the Capitol riots happened. So I got his perspective on that. I talked to him about Tamir Rice, you know, just some good stuff there. So come check it out. Awesome. Definitely will. And Zach and Brandon, where can we hear you guys? Uh, same thing. So we're pretty much everywhere. We are hosted on Anchor. So we're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, uh, pretty much everywhere. Um, our podcast, we're the Say What Needs Saying podcast. We kind of do similar topics. We t- cover uh, touchy subjects like politics, religion, culture, money, uh, those types of things, things that usually just lead to argument instead of civil conversation so we host live on zoom and bring people on to say what needs saying about all those things yeah you guys do a great job um eric and i had a chance to be on you guys show um the week of the riots in dc um the insurrection so uh thanks for having us on that and uh glad you guys can circle around and and join us tonight it's our honor so let's get started eric do you have anything before we jump in with the first question well, really, everything has uh, no pun intended. Everything that needs to be said, it's been said. So, you know, we're just going to get we're going to get right into it. Um, like I said, we we're, let's let's just get right into it because I'm I'm anxious for this. All right, awesome. So uh, let's start with uh, Brandon from Starting Nowhere. You know, before we get started, Spencer has a very nice take. Missed y'all ready for tonight's show. I paused the Pistons game. Thanks, Spencer, for Thanks, pausing man. the Pistons game to. Check us out for a little bit. Really appreciate it. And I, and I want to say thanks to the Pistons as well last night for that win. Go Cavs. Go Cavs. <laughs> you know, we're having some technical difficulties. I feel my hand going towards that mute button. For right? I had to catch myself because I almost kicked him off the show. Uh, <laughs> hey, say what needs to be said. Oh, hey, <laughs> I owe. So, so, Brandon, from starting nowhere, I was going to start there with you, but now I'm second guessing myself. What, and I want to hear everyone's perspective on this. What does Black History Month mean to you? Black History Month means that I live in a country that still believes it's okay to sell us a partial solution, that they believe that giving somebody a month and identifying them as something other than just history is the way to do things. And we'd rather put a Band-Aid on a gunshot wound than actually do the surgery that's necessary to fix what's going on. So I think that Black History Month is just a reminder every single year that we're always being otherized, that we're not part of America's history, even though we literally built the White House. That Even though we did so many things in this country, invented so many things and made this country what it is and what it can be in the future, that we're never going to be part of it as long as we have our own month because our history is American history. There shouldn't be any separation. Interesting. Eric, what do you think about what he just shared? You know what? I've got mixed feelings about that. Um, Being probably the the senior member of this panel, I think about so many inventions. It's it's interesting that Brian brought that up. If we just kept the inventions to ourselves that African-Americans or minorities had had came across, period. We're talking the the blood transfusion invented by a black person, the refrigeration slash, you know, heating devices that allow the air conditioning to take place all of the uh, farming techniques. There are literally hundreds upon hundreds of inventions that we use to this day. Uh, We were, you know, an instrumental part of the space program. How how can you tell somebody who has put so much into the advancement of not just this country, but society itself, how are you going to limit us to a box? You know, a very small box at that, the smallest amount of days that are in in a month, you want to celebrate that. So I, I think that every culture should be celebrated together as, as one, but I'm not opposed to like certain countries being highlighted. Yes, thank you very much, Spencer, in terms of the traffic light. So it's it's just so many different, so many different mixed emotions. We're, we're supposed to be unified, but yet we separate everything. We've got Black History Month. Uh, the Hispanics has, um, I think it's like that split month in like September and October, you know, for their culture. So it's it's... You know, when it, it it's just one of those things where it just really just it, it agitates me that we have to celebrate Black History Month. Like that's the only time that we're supposed to take pride in being black. 
uh, and then the, the riots, I'm not even going to get into that. Uh, that's a totally different issue with itself. But why why should we just limit ourselves to February? Why can't we just have a day worth of history like each like each day? So it's I, I know I'm sounding a little scrambled, so I'm trying not to get overly emotional. But I, I just don't like the fact of like separating. I, I think that everything should be highlighted all day, all week, all month, all year. OK, Zach, what, what are your thoughts um, so kind of similar to what's been said, I, I feel like I, I understand the sentiment that you're getting at, Eric, where, you know, it shouldn't be delegated to a particular month. But so as as a quick, I guess, backstory to what I'm talking about, I'm Polish, my I'm 50 percent Polish, my dad's side is. And going through school, like it always kind of bugged me that when you learned about World War Two, you never really talked about the impact on Poland specifically. It was always, you know, about either the the global impact or, you know, focusing in on the impact on the Jewish community and things that obviously are still important and I'm not trying to detract from. But I think that it's important to, you know, to go into those details with different cultures and stuff. So I think that while I get what you're saying, I think that there's two different parts to talking about that culture, right? There's the sharing it within your own culture and your own family and your community and whatnot, which you can do always. But then having the month, I think, gives an opportunity to put it on everyone else's radar and talk about it when it's not really their culture, their their status quo, right? They're more concerned with their own culture or things like that. So I think that it's a good thing that it exists um, for that reason. But I, I also think that there's a lot less focus on all the other months that you were talking about, right? The Hispanic Heritage Month and things like that. So yeah, I'm mixed feelings too, but but yeah, along the same track, I guess. I've got a follow-up question. So with Black History Month, uh, you being from a, another ethnicity, do you feel that when Black history is highlighted, do you feel that that's an exclusion from other cultures? You know, like we're just totally focused on like African-American, you know, cultures and, and rightfully so. But do, do you think that because it's only the African-American uh, community to get celebrated in February, do you feel that that's an exclusion like for other for other races? Is that back to me or posing it to, to No, I'm, I'm posing it to you, please. Okay. Um, I think that in principle, I don't think so. I think the only reason I feel that way at all is because of how little emphasis is put on the other things. I didn't even, I looked it up before the episode today. I haven't even heard of half of the months that exist. Um, whereas I feel like in school, you know, you always learned about Black History Month and things like that. So I don't think it's exclusionary to my personal culture and things like that. Um, but I could see how... I don't know. I'm trying to empathize from the outside. I could see how other minority groups or groups that have a month or weeks or something designated to them could feel that way just because of the focus that's put on it. But I don't personally feel that way about, you know, Polish heritage or, or things like that. Okay. Well, I definitely appreciate you answering that question. Uh, from my perspective, um, I don't think that we get enough exposure uh, because we have a very unique history in America as far as the, the slavery, the civil rights movements, just really just being undervalued and, and underutilized in American society. So I think we have more than earned the right to have a month singled out for us, but it shouldn't just be about February. We should be highlighting our culture from day one to day 365. But then as far as the other ethnicities, uh, the other groups, you know what? We've lobbied very, very hard in order to get our holidays like, you know, Martin Luther King Jr. And just recently, uh, June, was it June 19th? Yeah, um, Juneteenth. So there's, yeah, Juneteenth. Yeah. So there's been, mm -hmm. there's been some hard lobbying. And it's a shame that we've had to take such aggressive measures in order to have people think that we're equal. And, and I've told my my podcast podcast partner this if our money is good enough for you to take then we are definitely good enough to be treated as equals that, that's pretty much all i have to say for the time being about that james i'm sorry i didn't mean to you know to cut you off with your flow of questioning but i just had to kind of get that off my chest no problem no problem at all um i'm gonna share something real quick and um carletta's the historian of the group so i definitely would love to hear uh, her take on this and then brandon get you to chime in um uh, Zach's counterpart. Uh, first off, I, I I hear what everyone is saying, and um, what I want to say is 
I personally don't believe, and I thought long and hard about this. I understand the idea behind Black History Month, but I don't like him. My wife and I have talked about this numerous times. I don't believe that we should be told when to celebrate Black history, uh, first and foremost. Secondly, the argument of it being the shortest month, I get that. But first of all, we shouldn't have a month. We should just be a part of American history, um, first and foremost. But as far as the number of days in a month, I don't think it really matters if we celebrate Black history for 28 days, 30 days or 31 days. Uh, It should be a part of American history, period. So but I would love to hear Carletta's uh, take on that. Yeah. Okay. So where do we start? So it started off as a week in 1926. It wasn't getting traction like it was supposed to. Um, And then it started back up in 1970, um, the celebration of Black History Month, because it's not African-American History Month. I want to point that out. Black History Month is celebrated here in America. It's celebrated in Canada in February. It's celebrated in the UK in October. It's also celebrated in the Republic of Ireland. So it's not African-American history. Black history isn't just about what happened on the U.S. soil. So as far as Black History Month, my feelings about it is I love it. Um, Although I celebrate it all year long, I speak, you see my page is called Daily Black History Facts. I started it because my son at the time, I think he was in the 11th, 12th grade. He's, he'll be 27 this year. He, when, when I was on Facebook and I was celebrating Black History Month, he was like, oh, okay, so that's it. We're done. That's, and I was like, no, we're not just confined to that. The celebrations happen in February because not everybody celebrates it all year long. Not other cultures look at it all year long, but you do have festivals, you have speaking engagements, you have every, you have all these celebrations. It's, it's kind of like there's Valentine's Day and people that are against that one day say, I celebrate love all year long. Not that I know of. It's still called Black History Month. Of course, on my page, it's every day. And during the month of February, what I do on my page is I feature different things. One year, I featured um, slave narratives because a lot of people hadn't read uh, these interviews that the Library of Congress conducted with former slaves in the early 1900s. So I featured that along with what goes on daily you know, with Black history. One year I featured um, Black scientists. And again, not limited to what happens here. It's Black history. Black people are all over this world. We've made history contributions to this world, you know, all over. So, well, you know, the the Earth. (laughs) Well, space too. But, um, and I've featured uh, mathematicians. Everything you can think of, I do it in February. I don't have a problem with this because everyone can talk the talk. We should, we should all year long, but everybody doesn't do it. I don't celebrate St. Patrick's Day. It has nothing to do with me. I don't celebrate Cinco de Mayo. It has nothing to do with me. And I don't, I'm, I'm not upset that other cultures get a month to celebrate, you know, because there is Hispanic heritage and all that. I don't get upset about that. That's theirs. Celebrate it. Do what you need to do. I like Black History Month because there is a focus that isn't that I see people more active during Black History Month than I do see all year long. I'm active all year long. Every day I I put up something and someone inboxes me saying, I had no idea. I'm 60 years old. I've lived on this light. I've lived on this earth for 60 years and I had no idea until I came to your page. I have teachers that inbox me that their colleagues and and, and, and themselves, they use that page as a source of resource. I don't have a problem with Black History Month because it there is a focus there that isn't there all year long. And I don't want I don't want to just erase it. I don't want to say, well, we're going to get rid of Black History Month and we're just going to, because nobody's going to participate. This whole idea that we need to be with everyone and all, if, if that were the case, it, it, 
after Jim Crow, everything would have been all peachy and clean. We literally, Reagan had to be forced to sign Dr. King's holiday. And, and remember, McCain fought against it in Arizona. Like, everybody's not on board. They can play the role like they are. They're not on board. And that's okay. It is up to us as Black people to not only celebrate it in February, but all year long. It's up to us. I don't care what the government is doing. I don't care what these schools are doing. My other two kids are learning. And that is why the page is still up, because I want other people to learn. It's not just Black people that come to my page. It's not just people in America that come to my page. Mm-hmm. So Black Black History Month is needed for those that don't do it all year long. And you have other races looking and wanting to learn and all of those things. And now they're getting websites they need to go. Because, again, more people are active about Black history in February. And when they're not active, they can come to my page March 1st. And we're going to, and March 1st, I'm going to feature because it's Women's History Month in March. So I'm going to fit feature. I haven't decided what it's going to be, but it's, of course, it's going to be Black women. But when they want Black history all year long, they can come to my page or other pages or other apps or things like that. But I enjoy Black History Month. Thank you for sharing, Carlotta. Definitely appreciate that. Um, Brandon, from Say What Needs Saying, what, what, what are your thoughts? Well, a lot of what Carletta was speaking about was almost exactly what I would echo. You know, Black History Month, this level of separation, and just, you know, dictating its day. And I didn't know it was only for a week initially. But given its, given its day or given its month within February or these other demographics having their own, you know, designated months, to me, it's natural for America to naturally separate and segregate things. It's almost in the fabric. Like if you look at like if you ask the average American what does Yom Kippur mean, they have no idea what that what that day is. Or what does it signify for the people that it means something to? It means the world to them. For Black History Month, it wasn't meant for everybody in America to understand who Marcus Garvey was, to understand who Sidney Poitier was. It's not their job. In my in my head, history as a whole has been made for its people to understand and to grow from it. Many Jewish demographics have that same idea where you use your history to better themselves and push themselves further. I think for the basis of Black History Month, it's for us to educate our own. And education for me is like, you know, that's that takes someone from point A. It's, my grandmother says education always takes somebody out of poverty. Learning the mistakes that, learning the mistakes of one of the inventions that we had to, you know, had to stumble across for us to get where we are today will push us further. You know, the idea that, you know, why do we only get a month or like, why is it only a month or why is it just February? Why is it the shortest month? I don't understand the concept that we always have to have this puppy mentality to, to the United States. Or we're, we're constantly asking them, oh, what about this for us? Oh, what about this for us? Like, I get it. It's old. But after so many years, hey, you're not, you know, the check balance, you're not going to get it back. So in my head, you know, it's for us to use that month to educate to pump in as much education or pump in as much information as possible so we could take it and probably you know use it however 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 long it may last for it to just you know permeate throughout whoever's learning from it i don't know that i the idea behind it is just that education is what it's for and if it's not for the general it's for the people that are supposed to celebrate okay have you guys uh read and i don't have the article handy there's a congressman in Arkansas that has brought to the table to eliminate Black History Month in Arkansas. Have you guys heard about that? No, I haven't seen that. Did not. I hadn't heard about it, but it's Arkansas, so I'm, there's not a surprise there. Well, you see, here's the interesting thing, just to go back on what Carletta said a couple of minutes ago about uh, John McCain and the whole Arizona thing. Um, I'm old enough to remember when it happened real time, and the only reason why... The state of Arizona did uh, wind up signing Dr. King's birthday into laws because they threatened to take the Super Bowl away that yep. And they I'm 45, so I remember I was in high school. I'm 45. I oh, remember well, clearly. Okay. Yeah. okay. okay. <laughs> good to know that somebody's in, in my age. Good to know. But uh, there were a lot of things that were threatened to be taken away from the state of Arizona. And that was really the... Um, that was really like the pressure point, you know, is that you had to hit them in their economic pockets in order to to get that legislation passed. Uh, Pretty much the same thing that's going now, you know, we're we're hitting folks in their pockets, you know, in order to get our, in order to get our, our, in order to get what we feel that we deserve. 
And Brandon had alluded to something about it's not that we have the expectation of getting anything back. We just don't want the same thing to be repeated like it's been over and over again in our history. Things die down. Then all of a sudden things revert back to the way that they were. And then when we get upset, people are shrugging their shoulders like, well, well, what what are you so upset for? You know what? You got this. You know, you you got that. But you know what? It's 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 just being treated as an equal. My expectations for for Black History Month is just to be just American history, period. And we just highlighted in February. But we've got so many different contributions. And I was just taking a peek at Carlotta's website and it's you know, there's just all sorts of things that are just vital to American history. So it's just it's, it's just a little agitating. Oh, here we are doing the Black History Month thing again. And now you've got somebody who wants to pass some legislation in Arkansas to take it away. That's just like saying, let's just take the other 11 months away from, um, you know, from um, non-African-American society. And let's let's see how they like that. So it's uh, I'm sorry. Please continue. I'm going well, to I'm about to. Mr. Eric, you mind if I ask you a question? Who was that, Brandon? Yes. Uh, yeah. Brandon from Sydney St. Podcast. Yeah, go ahead. For if Arkansas were to take it away, right? What would that change for the mass of America? You know, here's the thing. Up north, we have stories like uh, like Emmett Till. Okay. Now we had a, a mutual friend of ours when we first started out doing our podcast. He wasn't aware of the Emmett Till situation, mm-hmm. so it's bringing light to things that you know people within the African American community doesn't know. Right. So it's like you're it, it's like you're erasing an important part of history. So what harm is it doing having highlighted African-American history or what black history in this case or Irish history? Why why is there such a need to erase a segment of the population in terms of our history? We're not being taught properly, in my opinion, in the schools on 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 minority histories. You know, not limited to black history month, but why? What what harm is it making us aware. So in other words, in say 20 years, the whole George Floyd incident is just going to be erased. Mm. So, you know, that's my thing. It's like there's going to be lost history. Why am I being penalized because of my skin? Okay, yeah, you may be getting tired of it, but you want to know what the facts are. I said, it happened. Right. So, um, uh, I'm sorry, somebody wanted to comment. I, I want to say something real quick, but we're we're in 2021. We're not in the 90s or 80s anymore. I don't let the school dictate what my kids will learn. Mm -hmm. Um, My kids are learning about Irene Morgan, you know, because everyone mentions Rosa Parks and then they recently found out about Claudette Colvin. But there were four or five Black women before Claudette Colvin. Colvin. And Irene Morgan was one of them. She was in the 40s who fought a sheriff who wouldn't, she refused to sit in the back of the bus. And so I'm not, we, we have the internet. We can't say, well, what they're not doing. What are we doing? What are we what are we doing to teach our children, our nieces, our nephews, our grandkids? We have to do that. I'm from California. I've learned more about Native American and Mexican history than anything else. I'm like an expert because that's what they focused on because I was in Southern California. But also my parents taught me about the Black Panthers. My parents taught me about the civil rights movement because they were from the South and they moved to California, but they were in the midst of Jim Crow. So I am not depending on any school to teach. They, you know, teach my kid this and that, but when they come home, they're also gonna learn about this. They're, they're gonna learn about Black history. And, and, and it's not that we're trying to leave it up to the uh, public school system to teach them about black history. You just actually made my point. You found out a lot about Hispanic culture. You found out a lot about the Indian culture in, in terms of the schooling. So why isn't the same emphasis being put on African-American culture? So as parents, yes, it is our job to educate our children. It is our jobs to make sure that they know what sort of uh background that they come from. So I completely agree. But if my dollars are going towards education, then I want to have my say in what's being taught. So I'm not expecting them to do it, but I just want to make sure that I'm being represented in, in terms of what the curriculum is. I get it. I just, you know, my parents, we knew where we were at and what we were going to learn. And, you know, I know what I learned at home and that made me have more, more passion for um 
history and as I got older and wanting to learn more. So when I when I post up a story, I'll read about something and I'll do research on it. And I'll add, you know, what I've learned from it or I'll post stuff people have never heard of because I like to research and find out things for myself. We can't keep saying what they're not doing. We have to look at ourselves and say, what are we doing? There are still libraries. I know we're in the midst of a pandemic, but I mean, before that, there were libraries. You go to the library, take your kids to the library or again, Google. Google is a friend. Something I... Real quick, because I I have to I have to go. But my youngest son, he's twelve now, but he still believes in Santa. He's autistic. He still believes in Santa. So what we do every year for the week of December, every week we research different cultures how they celebrate Christmas and their Santa Claus and uh, all of those things, um, because that's in it's right there in front of us. I, I'm I'm just not one to rely on the school system when I know our education system <laughs> is not the greatest. So I'm not going to rely on them to be the only teacher to my child. My kids didn't learn about Kwanzaa at school, although they may have spoke on it. They learned about it from me. And I want to say thank you guys for having me. I have to go now. I enjoyed this and I'll definitely check you guys out again and you know, happy Black History Month. <laughs> well, thank you for your participation. We appreciate it. Oh, I'm sorry, Dan. I didn't mean to talk over you. Oh, I didn't hear you. I'm sorry. But thanks, Carletta. We'll check you out as well. Sorry, Eric. Uh, yeah, I, I'm sure if you didn't see the comment, uh, my wife stated she's right. We are teachers, too, and have access to more information than prior generations. That's fact. You know, um, we, we jump on Amazon every day to put in an order for Prime to make a delivery in, a, in a two days. You know, we can also look up some uh, some facts and not just black history. You know, to Zach's point, you know, we can look at Polish history. You know, I'm, I'm part Polish myself. I don't know a lot about my, my Polish history, you know, just except for what my grandparents may have shared. And that's been so many years ago, I forgot it, you know, so um, but. Uh, I think Carletta and and my wife are absolutely spot on. We are teachers. We should not just complain about what our schools are or are not teaching our kids. My son went through most of his schooling here in the South. And I can honestly say from fifth grade all the way through 12th grade, we can count on one hand how many times he had anything that he learned in black history. And I'm not talking about Black History Month. I'm talking about Black History in general. They didn't talk about Black History Month. It was just a, a February was basically January or March or April. It was the exact same. But they sure talked a lot about the Civil War. You know, they, they had reenactments and, you know, papers and, and different things like that, which is also part of American history. And it's 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 a very important but so is the civil rights movement. I can take out black history and just say the civil rights movement. That's very, uh, very important in our history as well. And I say our meaning American history. Is it all right if I jump in real quick? Yeah, please. All right, thank you. So just wanted to say something about the points that Carlotta make and even that your wife makes there. I think what we're talking about those one, parents can only teach what they know. And that's one of the problems because yeah, in our household, I think most of the people on this podcast, I'm gonna say a phrase and y'all gonna know what I'm talking about. Not everybody will though. Black Wall Street. I think most people here know what Black Wall Street is, know what that is. But how can a mother teach their kid about Black Wall Street if they don't know about Black Wall Street? And then we talk about the Internet. The Internet only takes you where you point it. You can't just go on the Internet and find all these different things. And then furthermore, people aren't always willing to do that. So if we make it inescapable for them to get that information by interweaving it into all of the education system, all of history, and include Black people's place in the uh, in American history – then I think that's where you get a, where you don't have to rely on the parents at home. I'm not saying we shouldn't. I think we definitely should rely on parents to teach their children. But I am also saying that I don't want to bet generations future on those parents being worthwhile or those parents having the knowledge of the time to give them that. I think that we should all be responsible for adding to our children's education. But we're not the primary educators. We never will be because they spend all those hours with those people learning what they have to learn to be productive in society, as they say. Uh, and so we can tell them certain things and we can teach them whatever we want to, but we first have to know it or find it ourselves. And I don't think it's going to happen in every household. 
I think a lot of black households absolutely going to talk about Black Wall Street. We're going to talk about Emmett Till. We're going to talk about Tamir Rice. We're going to talk about all these things. But the whole point for me of interweaving that out of Black History Month into the entire fabric of what history is taught is that it's inescapable, that people can't get away from it. They don't have to worry about going home and learning about Black Wall Street. It's in that book they learned that day. It's on part of that state test that they can't get away from it because that's how we start to really spread change throughout all these different people, like in Arkansas or something like that, right? They're trying to take Black History Month out because, and I, I'm guessing here, I haven't read this article. I'm going to go see how right I am later. They're trying to take it out because they see like it's some kind of privilege or something like that, or they're not doing it. There's no White History Month. That's the common refrains, right? In some sense, they're right, but they're looking at it the wrong way. There's no White History Month because white history is history. Well, black history needs to be history. It's just history. We built this country just as much as any other race did. And that's part of where I'm saying it needs to be where they can't take it out. You can you, you easily can get rid of a month. Like you said, in Arkansas, it might be a trickle down. We might see it in other states or anything like that. But I, it's a lot harder to completely rewrite the curriculum. And that's what I'm asking America to do whenever I'm talking about get rid of Black History Month. Not get rid of Black History Month and just go, we're done. We don't have to talk about it no more. Change the entire system. Make sure that you're actually putting it out there in a way that's meaningful 12 months out of the year. As Carlotta said, I'm with it every day. But you don't do that by highlighting in February because I know how Americans think. We're very lazy a lot of times. If you give us, I only have to think about black people for 28 days, cool, I'm with it. And then I start turning my head later, little, why do black people get a month? Why are uh, Asians and Pacific Islanders getting a month? Why are Hispanics getting a month? There's no white month. And that's exactly why, because they sit there and they start to see them as others instead of just saying, hey, this goes everywhere. We need to put it in everything that we do, because that's reality of what America is. If you took black people's con contributions out of America, we would be a developing country, as they say. Hmm. Well said. I, I appreciate that. You know, I just want to add on to something that Eric spoke on, and this coincides with what you just were talking about, Brandon. Um, the mutual friend that Eric was referring to uh, about the Emmett Till story, one thing that Eric didn't mention was this person was an, is an educator or was an educator. You know, so that's that's important because we talk about, you know, letting our teachers teach only. And you're right, Brandon, you know, the Internet only can go wherever we point in. If we don't know, we don't know. We don't know what we don't know, you know, but an educator, someone that was in charge of teaching our youth didn't know anything about Emmett Till. And I dare I say this person didn't know anything. And he's 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 white. Um, dare I say he probably didn't know anything about Black Wall Street, didn't know that that was a thing. You know, so but this is an educator teaching the same age bracket that Emmett Till was when he was murdered, you know, and so he can't teach what he doesn't know. But why doesn't he know that information? You know, why isn't that part of his his version of history? You know, why is it that we just have whitewashed history? You know, I think that's that's very important. But um, anybody else have anything they want to add before we move on to the next question? Yeah, I was hoping. Oh, go ahead. Right. Uh, go ahead, Zach. Okay. Um, I just wanted to jump in on the education points really quick. I think you all raised a lot of good points about it, but I think we need to look at, like, so why, if the concern is that they're not teaching it or teaching it adequately, right, why Why is that the case? Right. It's really either malevolence or incompetence. It's one or the other. And chances are more likely it's incompetence. I mean, left, right, or center, everyone has gripes with the education system. Everyone has some kind of concept or topic or whatever that they think that the education system is failing at. And so I want to assign it more, kind of like what James was saying, more to ignorance and incompetence than outright malevolence, right? Or or wanting to to not celebrate these aspects of culture, to not educate about these aspects of culture. You know, like you said, James, you only know the the Polish history that your family taught you. I only know the Polish history that, you know, my family taught me and, and what I then learned from looking into it myself. And, you know, like Carletta said, a lot of the education does come from the home. And I think that's the only way, if ever, right, I don't have much faith that the public education system will ever really get a handle on how to communicate these various different cultures. But if it's ever going to happen, it's going to happen through Black History Month being a thing and then black families and black communities talking about that culture that they themselves share and and understand more and then teaching people that are I mean, either teaching people or joining the education system themselves. Right. So that then that education changes, because otherwise it's just incompetence. Right. It's just ignorance of it. And so there's not much you can expect of the education system if the people in the education system don't know 
the Black History to talk about in the Black History Month, you know. Understood. Uh, I just just going to be real quick with the last comment that I have to say. Um, I think that everybody here educated in some form or fashion. There's a required curriculum in order for you to advance to the next level of education, be it junior high, high school, college, whatever. Me as an African-American, I spent the vast majority of my education learning about all of the different things. The vast majority of it was related to non-African-American cultures. If we can implement all of that stuff into the curriculum, why can we not implement more African American, or at least spread it out, because like you guys were alluding to, 28 days, February, okay. Now, if you want to eliminate Black History Month, why not make sure that there is minority curriculum throughout the entire school year as opposed to just that 28-day period? But who's going to teach that curriculum? No one knows. Like That's what I mean, right? No one knows that information to, to actually teach it outside of those that focus more on black culture, like Carletta was saying, right? So well, we, well, we need to do it. I mean, if we can implement, say, sensitivity yeah, training, uh, if we can implement all of these other like trainings that we are implementing to educate our teachers so we can educate everybody else, then the training can be implemented. Uh, the, there's a will, there's a way. You know, the American government, for example, you know, it's always like all of the different like uh, stalling and, 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 and the uh, stalling tactics. When they want to get something done, it's miraculous how fast something gets done. Now, you know, obviously there needs to be a strategy to kind of push this forward, but it, it can be done and it can be done within a year. It definitely can be done within a year because if it can be structured, it can be restructured. So you know, that that's my opinion. You know, I'm going to continue to do what I can to educate my family members. But I mean, let's be realistic. You know, we can self-teach our kids, but the vast majority of the time that they're being taught is through the teaching. Is through the teaching of the of the educator. So I'm done. Uh, Mr. Montgomery, uh, if you don't have anything you want to add, then we can go ahead and move on to the next question. Yeah, you know, I don't know. I, I think as as we've said, I think what needs to be said has been said once again. Um, but, you know, I, I have a question, something, Eric, that you mentioned is not just to you. Uh, Brandon from Say What Needs Saying. Yeah. Um, of course, we can't see right now. We understand long day at work, so no problem. But I, I think you sound like you're a black man. Is that correct? Yes, yes. Okay. So I'm going to start with you here. Um, I'm not quite sure how to word this. Um, people refer to you, when they describe you, they refer to you as an African-American. Am I correct? Uh, yeah, just off the first glance, yeah. Yeah, all right. Brandon, from Starting Nowhere, do you get the same thing? No, people often don't know what I am. They don't know what you're same here. Same here. But uh, uh, when you tell them that you're black, do they refer to you as African-American? Usually I, I usually say that I'm like Obama. I'm mixed. I, I represent I try to represent my full self. I do say black sometimes if I'm being lazy, but most of the time I try to say mixed. So, yeah, but I would say that sometimes a lot of times they start doing the African-American thing. Yeah. OK, Eric, you refer to yourself as such. Zach, what, what, what do people call you? Yeah. <laughs> Um, I mean, white, I don't know. That's, that's about it. Yeah. So yeah. here's the problem I have, and I would love to hear you guys take on it. I've shared this on the show before. I personally don't like the term African-American. Zach, you said you're, you're Polish. You're half Polish. Mm-hmm. Why aren't you yeah. Polish American? You know, why, why is, why is white people just white, but everyone else has to be a nationality American. I was born on the East side of Detroit. I'm not African-American. I, I am maybe, you know, somewhere down the line, of course, I have ancestors who's from Africa and they, if they migrated to the U.S., they may be African-American, but I'm American. I'm American. I, I kind of have issue with that, that we have to be in a box, that we have to have a label. Uh, but white people can be white. You know, they're, they're just Americans. You know, once again, Zach's not Polish American. First of all, white's not a not a nationality, you know, but Zach's American. Brandon, Brandon, Eric, James, we're all Americans. You know, what what, what do you guys take on that? I'm just curious. Well, I mean, besides Jesse, was it Jesse Jackson saying uh, clearing it, making it okay in 1988 to you know he almost coined the term African American. From then on, the 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 majority said, oh. Okay, so if he is, oh, he since we view him as the highest black in the land, 
And since he called us that, then we're okay to be called that. Because before that was Afro-American, and then maybe two decades before that, we were still Negroes. So they had to find some of those words okay to put on national television. And that seemed just black enough for them to get the point, depending on what the news what the news station was on. So, I mean, I get it what you're saying. Like, I'm an American. Like, my family, like, you know, depending on... If, like, I'm from Brooklyn. A lot of my... Well, all my, all my family's Jamaican. I live around a bunch of Caribbean people, but you would say, like, you know, you're Jamaican-American or, you know, Haitian-American. You don't really hear a lot of that stuff. You just say, I'm American. And there's a lot of Jamaicans who get their citizenship, like, yo, I'm American. No, you're black. No, I'm an American. Like, they take it very... They, you know, there's a lot of pride behind being an American. So I, I understand... Uh, your frustration. You know what? I look around. I haven't seen too many black people. If you really want to, <laughs> if you really want to technically view what my color is, uh, caramel brown. I mean, black. I mean, black is is like just the definition of black itself is void without color. I mean, there is no nothing that's there. Oh. Wait, wait, one second on that. One second on that. I just want to say something about that. That's a common misconception that people put out. Black is all colors. It's okay. all colors. Well, if you it's go by the spectrum, yeah, but, uh, understood. But when you look at me and then, like I said, I definitely respect, you know, everybody who is of a mixed culture. But when was the last time you truly saw somebody that was actually black in, in terms of skin? tone? Not never. OK, so <laughs> why are we even accepting that? So maybe that's just like a generalization. But when it was like, oh, that's a black guy. So you know what? You're right. If I'm walking down the street, if Zach and I are, are walking down the street and you ask somebody to describe Zach, they'd be like, oh, you know, Zach is Zach. You know, if it's just a me and him together, they'd be like, okay, Zach's the white guy. Okay, Eric's the black guy. But honestly, my skin tone is not black. And realistically, Zach, your skin tone really isn't white. <laughs> I mean, objectively. And it, and it's, 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 it, it's a little irritating to constantly hear that. So maybe that's why the whole African-American thing probably came into play, but it's just, yeah, you're right, James. Why can't we all just be Americans? This is where we live. And if you were born in this country, then you're of the country. And I think for, for me, the way that I play that out in my head is that we see this, that language is cyclical. And what I mean by that is that because of the way that we use words and the, way, the intent behind them, they start to sting. They don't mean what they mean. You know what I mean? So if you take the word Negro, for example, to my understanding, the etymology of that word is because Columbus, I believe, is Italian. It was the Italian or Spanish. I always get that confused. But nonetheless, the black word, excuse me, the word for black in that culture is like Negro. Right. So it's like an Americanization of that word. And so obviously that lost flavor. And then black became in now African-American. And now for my generation and uh, most of us here are relatively close in age, African-Americans starting to do that as well. Because we're looking at it as a hyphenated American. Either everybody's a hyphenated American, because let's let's talk about that real quick. European American, Australian American can be a thing if it needed to be a thing. You know what I mean? Because that's ancestrally, that's where we're going to trace white people's ancestry back to, the same as we would trace uh, black people's ancestry back to Africa. And if you want to go even further than that, everybody's African American, depending on how far back you look at it, or Mesopotamian American, however you want to look at it. You know what I mean? But that's the overall point for me, is that we will start to change what we feel comfortable with because we the intent behind it, the way the words hit. African-American does not sound bad. I'm not ashamed to have ancestry from Africa. That's not my problem. My problem is that everybody's hyphenated except white people. And that's an mm -hmm. issue for me, including, you know, let, let me be clear about that too. My mother's white, you know what I'm saying? So like, she's not Irish American because I know that's where we trace our uh, my white side back to is Ireland. That's the problem. Either everybody is or no one needs to be. And that's where, for me, that's what it comes down to. Exactly. That's my point, Brandon. Thank you for um, saying that more eloquently. I appreciate that. <laughs> hey, don't don't look at the definition of some of those words I said. I'm not 100 percent. I use them right. <laughs> Heck, I don't even know how to spell some of the words you said. <laughs> well, and if you don't mind me jumping in, I like that you you touched on the cyclical nature of this, too. Look at I mean, the 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 conversion from colored people to people of color. People of color is the more accepted ver term now, whereas colored was absolutely not at one point accepted, right? But it's really, you're using the same words, you're just flipping the order. And so now one is more PC than than the other. So obviously I don't have any, any thoughts on it. I am not called it at any point. So, um, but I mean, I'm curious what you guys think of that because like it is a very different connotation with almost the same exact language. 
Yeah. I just want to say one thing real quick, and I let and I know I run my mouth too much, but uh, to that point, what you're saying, Zach, my grandfather, my white grandfather, my maternal uh, grandfather, used the word colored because mm-hmm. he came from a time when that was still the thing that was said. Right. And there was a long time where my mother wouldn't let us be around him because of his uh, prejudices and the things that he was, how he was spoken, things like that. So I grew up hearing the word colored and not feeling particularly offended by it because, again, that was something that was said. Mm-hmm. Until you get out in the world, and you learn. And you again, you see the intent behind these type of things or whatever. So I'm with you. People of color, color, no matter how you flip it, it's all, again, how we the intent behind it and how we it received, you know? Well, Eric, I'm going to let you jump in. If you have uh, anything, we're close to the hour. I still have several questions that I wanted to get to, but I definitely want to be respectful of everyone's time. Uh, so we'll save it for another time. But, Eric, do you have anything before we we get going? Uh, no, um, the people of color uh, phrase, I think that that's that's probably a little more, I guess, accurate because there are a lot of people, you know, of different colors, I guess, in, in terms of backgrounds. So, yeah, I'm, I'm a little more accepting of that than as opposed to colored people. Then it's like people of color because we are people and we obviously have different racial mixes. So that's it. I'm done. Um, what else do you got for us, buddy? No, like I said, I want to be respectful of everyone's time. Um, I, I think we may have to circle back and have more conversations about Black History Month, possibly. But um, I definitely appreciate everyone. Uh, Zach, do you have any parting words for us? No, I think we we covered it pretty well. Um, I just thanks again for having us on. We really appreciate uh, getting to join the conversation. This is exactly what what we try to do with our podcast. So happy to be part of the the discussion awesome and when's you guys next episode so we're starting season two soon um we should be probably dropping the first episode on the first but our first live episode of season two will be on i think it's the sixth that saturday so i think it's the sixth yeah right before the super bowl all right yeah all right brandon from starting nowhere when's your next episode uh, I post episodes every Sunday and then clips from the episodes every Thursday. So if you're somebody who wants to sit down and listen to a full episode or just come in and out, Sunday's your day. But if you like to hit a little five to 20 minute episode, that's on Thursdays when I clip and I give them the title exactly what that particular part's about. So you don't have to listen to all of the rambling. I do just a little bit of it. Awesome. Awesome. All right, Brandon, I definitely look forward to catch some of your show as well. Uh, but guys, thank you so much for being part of the show today. Eric and I definitely appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. You guys have a great night. All right. Stay safe, America. Thanks for listening. If you liked this episode, please remember to like, subscribe, and leave us a five-star rating. Also, you can follow us on Twitter at Say What Needs and on Instagram and Facebook at Say What Needs Saying for live updates and sound bites from our actual podcast. Don't forget to continue the discussion. Thank you for listening. Thanks.